This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. America. I hope you had a fantastic Sunday. I know for a change, we actually have very, very good weather. And that is something that I'm grateful for. For those of you that are still freezing, well, trust me, I understand. In the last 10 days, I've had the pleasure of 80 degree temperatures, sleet, snow, rain, freezing ice, and that's just to name a few. Between uh, the states, I can say that I have been given my amateur meteorologist badge, and I feel really good about it. So with that said, let's talk about tonight's program. Some of you, unfortunately, um, are probably in a relationship where uh, is the best way to say this, that suck, okay? Maybe suck is a good way to say it. We can do something about that. I want you to know that this is not the end of the world. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give this show a disclaimer. If what I say during this broadcast is relevant to you, you will probably be able to save a relationship that you don't even know is broken. The flip side of that, if what I say to you helps you to continue to be delusional I'm going to pray for you, and you probably need to call me, and we really, really need to have a very long talk. And as much, how do you know when enough is enough? What is it that someone can say or do to let you know, you know what, this relationship is so jacked up, is it even worth fixing? And if so, how do I fix it? Here are a couple of things that you need to consider. Number one, When your relationship is jacked up and somebody is slapping you upside your head or taking their keys and writing obscenities in the paint of your car, if someone has put your clothes out on the porch and put a barbecue lighter fluid or a yuletide log like you use in the fireplace to help your clothes take on a different form, that of carbon, That means that you probably are in a relationship that you need to get the hell out of, like, really quick. However, if that's not the case, 
if your relationship has places and content in it, and you listen to what I said, context and content, we're going to talk about that tonight, but if the content of your relationship is that one minute you act in a fool, the next minute they're acting a fool, one minute they're not talking to you, next minute you're not talking to them, that kind of stuff is just minutia. It's um, idiosyncratical differences. Those things can be fixed. However, if let's say there are bullet holes in your wall. Okay, well, hopefully there are no damn bullet holes in your wall. But let's just say, though, you have had to call a repairman to come and fix your drywall, your sheetrock. If you've taken your car to the dealership because someone decided to put some bur rabbit syrup, Okay, my producers are giving me the sign that people don't know what that is. That is the syrup that God made for people from the South. But for those of you who have never had the delicious taste of bur rabbit syrup, just whatever, add your mama, whoever, you know. If someone has gone and put, like, while you were asleep, some honey on you and then some ants in your drawers or something, that means that you probably are in a very dysfunctional Go nowhere relationship that you need to hurry up and get the heck out of. Now, what are the signs, Dr. Young, that I should stay? I'm going to give you a few of them. Here's the first one. If you're the one that screwed it up, that's probably a good hint, right? If you are the one that, for less of a reason, has said or done something that you know for a fact you did not need to say or do, you can probably fix this. The other thing, if you are in a situation where you know for a fact that someone has turned the lights out on you because you have taken them for granted, you are unappreciative that you know that this person you're with is better than anyone that you've ever had in your life, you might want to fix that. I'm going to tell you something, people. I don't care how good the grass looks on the other side. Dogs will still poop in it, and you still have to water it, and weeds will always, always try to make their way into that grass. There is no such thing as a perfect couple. Now, with that stated, there are times and seasons in your life that it's just over. You know, not everyone is your boo. People come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lesson, that all relationships are going to end sooner or later. They're either going to end because one of you died, you outgrew each other, or, you know, the season is just up. The lesson is learned, the reason is discovered. So don't try to keep something alive that really needs to be eulogized and let it go. Now, in the same breath, there are times in your life that one season you and this other person probably weren't ready for each other. Now you both learned your lesson. You both grown up. And here's the sign for that because there are two things I don't want to have happen tonight. I don't want some of you people that keep recycling some idiot in and out of your life. That means you know damn good because a lot of people is, um, you know, a lot of people just don't mean you any good. My, uh, I'm getting, hang on a second, I'm getting a sign that we have some staticky stuff going on in the background. 
So we're going to try to get that corrected for you right now. And, you know, anytime you deal with technology, you have junk that is going to happen. So let's do a switch from that right now. Okay. I hope the static just went away, and I hope that sounds a lot better. We apologize for that. Uh, but what we want to do is make sure that as you perfect love and life and you get past some of these situations and circumstances, I think that's probably some with networking, not us, uh, but w- you want to get past these times and these conditions that keep sucking you back into the same thing with someone that you broke up with them, they did the same crap again. You broke up with them, they did the same crap again. And I mean crap like they moved their wife into their house. Crap like they cheated on you. Crap like they hit you. Crap like they uh, keep doing things that you know are just straight out trifling. And when I say trifling, I don't mean someone telling you to quit acting a fool or someone telling you, would you please uh, come home at a decent hour? Would you uh, stop cheating on me? I'm not t- that, that is crap, right? But I'm saying little bitty nuanceical things that you know you need to stop doing, like smoking dope, drinking, uh, partying, running around with a bunch of men or a bunch of women, and bringing family members up in the middle of your business, which let me get on my soapbox real quick. Stop telling everybody your doggone business. Your family is just as jacked up as you are. All you're doing is making stuff worse and harder for you down the road because here's what's going to happen. Down the road, when you and your significant other get this stuff fixed, the person that you're dealing with in this relationship is going to be stuck as the bad guy because you have run and opened your big mouth telling people your business. You cannot continue to do that. So stop doing that. Whatever you do, please the heck stop doing that. I mean, just simple quip quo. Yeah, I just messed that up. Quip pro quo. Yeah, that's right. Don't do that anymore. What is your business? needs to remain your business. Now, getting to the show, because I, I know it's some brother out there talking about, look, come on, dog, give me some help, man. You know, I, I'm running out of draws. I don't have these draws on two days. If you had your draws on two days, you are nasty. But the point I'm making is let's get down into fixing this now that I've uh, informed you that you there's certain things you just cannot fix. And one thing I do want you guys to know, we are aware of this little, uh, that there was static. So I want to thank you guys for hanging around because that gets on my nerves too. The first thing, when we get into a relationship and we decide, you know what, (sighs) you and I, no matter how much I try to get rid of you or hope you don't wake up from your sleep, well, okay, anyway, but no matter how much I want things to be better, we just keep revisiting stuff. Well, here's the first thing. The reason why you probably aren't moving beyond that is you're not really identifying the problem. You're dealing with emotions and not what's truly going on between the two of you. So first thing, yeah, go get your pen and paper. You already know. Oh, another thing, 
put your little kids up because this is a grown-ups conversation, and some of y'all have already said, you know, your daddy ain't, I can't say the word, you know what I mean, or your mama ain't nothing but a, you know what I'm saying? Let's get the children out the room, tell them to go play with G.I. Joe or Barbie or the, or the ants or whatever, but let's get to where we can talk, just you and I. There's nobody listening but me, you, and a few million people, so just check this out. Get that pen. Go ahead. Get it. Get your paper. Hurry up. You know there's a thing on your tablet, on your phone called memos, or even better yet, this program is archived. So if you want to listen to it later, all you have to do is go back in and hit the play button. Speaking of that, uh, make sure right now if you're listening via Blog Talk Radio that you hit the follow or subscribe button or whatever kind of button it is. That way, you can always know when we have a program that's coming there that's fresh and new, or you can easily go back and find archive programs. The other thing that you can do, by the way, is go to iTunes and just type in the show name, Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Uh, oh, and my producer is saying, and if you are having to get in the car and drive right now, you can listen to us live by phone. It's 646-478-5610. 646-478-5610, going toward the end of the program. I will probably take a couple of calls if we don't run out of time. Uh, also know that when I give out that number, it's when the show is live. So we're going to be on the air today probably for a little over an hour or more because I know this show is going to go over, and uh, Network as well as my producers have consented to give me that leeway. When I thank you, Blog Talk Radio, and I thank you, my staff, for that. Now, let's go back to this. Write down what it is that is truly bothering you in this relationship. I'm not going to go back through the list, so try to keep up, okay? Write down what is truly bothering you in the relationship. And don't, don't say nothing like, you know what, your breath stank. I mean, if that really is bothering you, you might want to tell them that, you know, and they probably may have holitosis, which is a gastric issue, uh, bad oral hygiene. But if you've been smelling their breath this dog all along, it's somewhat wrong with both y'all. Uh, but truth is, write down what is really bothering you. And don't just write down that, you know, your breath stink. Well, okay, that's a bad example. Let me think of something else. Uh, okay, you keep putting your family in our business. You keep... Uh, over taking the credit card above its limit. You don't keep the house clean. You don't pick up the kids. You well, whatever it is, and write down why it's bothering you and what that is causing. See, here's our first problem. We want to go and fuss at people and tell people how much we don't like what they do, but we never get them to understand it. So when you say, you know, this is what you do, this is how it affects me, and this is the problem it creates for me, okay? Now, for you, that's on the other end of that. You cannot respond by saying, so, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? That ain't going to help. And one minute you cannot care one minute and not give a damn the next. You just can't so, because people need to know something. And I'm saying this to those of you out there that have said or done some fly stuff that you know is kind of uh, ridiculous. 
always allow people to articulate how they feel. And you, if you're the one that's wounded, don't get drunk and start trying to talk. Don't be like, come here, come here. I got you know I'm mad. That is not a good way to approach a conversation. And never, ladies, 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 never as long as you are feminine and a female, a biological female, hopefully, don't you ever say to a man, we need to talk. You might as well scratch a doggone chalkboard. You just ran him off right then. You know, just start the conversation. Don't go, we need to talk. And do not, whatever you do, do not do the head thing. I don't know what's up, but I can say this because I'm both Latino and Creole, which is black and and Spanish, right? Stop talking with your fingers in your head. Would you please stop that? And brothers, quit acting like your woman is doing a scene with you and like y'all fixing a fight or you in the penitentiary fitting a fight for your dessert. Learn to handle approaching someone in a tactful way. Please. You know, that's why you got a knot upside your head right now. That's why the police was at your house. And it makes no sense to, uh, when you have conversations with people, to sit there and raise your voice. So here's the next thing. Don't raise your voice. You heard me? Always, when you want someone to hear you, lower your voice. Lower your voice. You know, and and it's really good when you're not being a smart butt. When you lower it, don't lower it. Be like, you know what? Don't lower it like that. Just say, lower your voice. Take a deep breath. And if you aren't ready to talk, don't talk. And listen, this is a two-way street. And if someone is not ready to listen to you, don't try to make them listen. You know, allow cooler heads to prevail. Take a minute. Both of you step back. Take a breath. I have more couples that call me that, you know, I'm sick of them. I can't stand blank anymore. She made me sick, doc. Let me tell you something. Calm your butt down. Grow up. Whatever problem you've had and you keep getting back together, obviously the love is bigger than the problem because some of this stuff that I see people do I wouldn't put up with that mess off my mama, and she's dead for five minutes. So you know somebody got to love you to put up with your mess. And understand this. Choose your battles. Distinguish between what is a road bump versus a major problem. You will have obstacles and problems in your relationships. That is just part of life. So don't let an argument or a disagreement get out of hand. And, you know, when you get into a fight, that's personal. You know, so stop and think about, you know, am I really kind of like tripping right now? I think the new phrase of it is, did I just get turned up? Turn yourself down, if not off. Everything does not require you being in fight or flight mode. And being honest with you, most people have arguments because they are in flight or flight mode and they're pre-wired to, you know, when I hear somebody say, oh, there you go. See what I'm getting at? That means that not only 
is this person, and I'm not saying they're not tripping, but you're already predisposed to think that it's a trip. So you need to prioritize what is really a problem and what is something that you just really don't care for. Give you an example. You may not care for your spouse picking their teeth or cutting their toenails over the sink or something like that. That's just something that you can just leave a little note in the bathroom, post-it note, and, you know, some fluorescent color saying, please, if you're going to cut your toenails on the sink, I do not wish to examine them when you're finished, right? You know, you that that's not something worth fighting over. It's gross as hell, but it's not worth fighting over. But distinguish what is a real problem versus a something that's just a speed bump. Now, here's the other thing. There are three ways you can listen to somebody. One of them is being a passive listener. If you are a passive listener, what that basically means is that you're just waiting. You're not really listening. What you're doing is you're paying. You're really just humoring somebody sitting there going, okay, all right. Mm -hmm." And the only thing you're responding to is buzzwords. You're not really paying or giving your attention to the conversation. The other thing is being an aggressive listener, where you just, you just while they're talking, you're waiting to say what you got to say. So you're not really listening. You're waiting to talk. You're not really listening. And either one of those things, passive or aggressive listening, sucks. Don't do it. But to be an assertive, I'm going to use that word again, an assertive listener. That means that you really sat down, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. When I work with couples that are out of control, I try to get them to record the conversation. And and the person that doesn't want to record it, that's probably the fool that's in the crowd, right? Because they don't want you to catch them doing what they know that they do, which that's a hell of a red flag. If someone's not willing to allow you to record a con, and I'm not telling you to go record the conversation and let Big Mama and them listen to it because that makes you ratchet. So I don't do this and then be like, Yana, Exhibit D, is this fool and me talking? That is not why we're doing this. But what I want you to learn to do is record a conversation sometimes if both of you are mature enough to do that so that you can really listen to how you did or did not hear or listen. You can you can hear, you can tell by playing it back, and then you will realize, oh my God, you know what? I am kind of rude. I do sound like I'm being a smart butt. You know, all of that kind of stuff. The other thing is bring a pen and paper with you to a conversation. Take notes, and don't take them to be uh, like you're gonna ambush somebody. Like, uh huh. So you say that again, and you write that down. Okay, now did you say? You know, why? that's not why you're taking the notes. You're taking the notes to make sure that the person that you are talking to knows that you care enough about what's being said so that you can really fix the problem. I mean, what good is it for you to go into something with a commitment to fail? I mean, you go into a conversation, you get into an argument, and you, you're just doing it because you're going through motions, because you're being some feeling some kind of way. That is so not cool. So don't do that. 
Really, don't do that. That's like going to that. You're well. Maybe some of you ladies don't remember this, but you remember when Easter, because what Easter's coming, and you be over your aunt's house, and she got that straightening comb out. Now, white people are going straightening comb. What is a straightening comb? To my Anglo listeners, that is a person of color's way of trying back in the day to have hair like your your hair. They would go and get this book called Blue Pomade and get the hell burn out their ears by some woman chewing gum while she told you to be still. Anyway, the point I'm making is make sure that you make it your priority to listen, to really sincerely be a an assertive and active listener. And here's this too. A relationship is a package deal. So while you're discussing your issues, and it becomes clear that, you know, your partner either can't understand or is choosing to ignore problems you've identified and is unwilling to change the way they handle it, this might be the time you need to tell them, you know what, you don't care enough about how I feel, what I think, or what's going on with me to fix this. Okay, cool. It's a wrap. You deserve to be treated with some respect and dignity. And, and and I'm going to tell you, on either side of the table, it's not cool. If you really want to fix something with somebody, how are you going to fix it by pissing them off while you sit there having an arrogant, dismissive attitude? As a matter of fact, I had someone ask me, well, you know, when they throw the I'm your wife card out, I'm your husband card out, well, I'm your husband, I'm your wife. No, that is nothing but manipulation. When somebody pulls that on you, what you need to say is, you are not the boss of me. You are not my owner. And to my understanding, indentured servitude and slavery is not legal anymore, at least in most developed nations. So you do not need to be blackmailed. I've even had people try to use their religious beliefs. Well, you know the words say, the Bible, the Bible says, how can we walk together at least we both agree? How can a divided house stand? You get me? Love is patient. Love is kind. Love endures. Love is long-suffering. Love does not condemn. It does not envy nor boast. So while you're making up your version of what God's rules are, and I don't care if you're Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, uh, you, I, well, I hope you ain't sacrificing chickens or nothing. But the point I'm making is there is not a religion on this earth that says you should be abused, controlled, or manipulated by another person. And, ladies, I'm talking about you. Some of y'all just is. Just as evil as the Wicked Witch on the Wizard of Oz, the, you know, the green one with the bump on the nose where the munchkins, you know, got rid of her butt. But the point I'm making is treat people with the respect that you want from people. You have to make your relationship and the problems in it a priority. You can't just keep treating people the way you feel like in the moment. That's just not right. Now, here's another thing. If you really want to fix this relationship, and again, please hear me, people, because some of y'all are just, you don't, you can't stand being by yourself. So 
some man that you dated that you went and took your draws off for will dog you out then come back in your life. You let this fool right back in. I don't know what the hell is wrong with you. But please, child, don't do that no more. Please, whatever you do, do. I, I watch women and men do this over and over. People, if they're over 40, they're not going to change. You know, and let me give you some hints on what makes people change. And I'm talking to you now as a clinician, as a master coach, you know, as someone who has a Ph.D. in holistic coaching. I'm talking to you as someone who has a background in neuropsychology. I'm telling you the truth about this, folks. When people are over 40, even 35 for a lot of people, the only thing that's going to change them is they really get a conversion experience, meaning that they really found God. And I'm not talking about because they were arrested. You know, I ain't talking about that penitentiary jailhouse religion. I mean, they really did come into contact with their creator and got a wake-up call, okay? And if somebody's like that, everything about them changes. It's not going to be because they started taking a bath and carrying a spiritual book around and, you know, whatever. But, I mean, a real spiritual transformation will take place, and everything about them changes. Here's the second one. Somebody died. It could be their mother. It could be a child. It could be they had a near-death experience where they got diagnosed with cancer and it went into full remission. Something like that will change somebody. Another thing that can change someone is, Tra- you know, uh, tragedy and trauma, meaning that they have lost everything and they had to start totally over and they came through it. See, don't confuse somebody getting fired, laid off, and broke as having an epiphany because when they get some more money back in the end, they're going to go back right back to the same mess they did. I'm talking about when someone has gone through loss and proven that they they came back from it a different person. Because I know that if God hadn't let everything get embezzled from me, I wouldn't be the guy I am today. I was that's, I was like most people, I was an asshole, so I'm just calling it what it is. My producer saying, don't say that, girl, be quiet. You know, I'm, I mean, you know what I mean. I can call me whatever I want to call me because I was an asshole. And a, lot of, and a lot of you listening fit the same description. So, you, when you finally have God humble you, you will change. Now, here's the other thing. After you do this, sit down and take stock of everything every couple of months. You know, like after a couple of months go by, you've done all of what I'm telling you. Stop and just say, hey, how how are you? Are you happy? You know, do have a, do is the way I'm behaving now better than what it was, and if they tell you, hell no, or something close to that, be willing to continue your evolution. Ask them, what else can I do to be better? The next thing you can do is start planning for the future. Quit living in the past. You know, there's this part of the brain called the hippocampus, and that's where we store basically procedural memory. It's kind of like that place where you know how you're driving home one day and you had so much on your mind you don't even know how you got there. 
a lot of stuff that you can just do without thinking. That's where that's stored. Well, you can create new memories. So instead of keep talking about, well, you know, I forgave you now, you know, instead of keep saying that, create some new memories. Go take a vacation together. Start working out. Start living a healthier lifestyle. Start doing things that will allow somebody to really understand you a lot better, man. Start uh, talking. I advocate five things that people should do together that are couples. One thing you should do is pray together or meditate together. If you don't pray, meditate. But let me give you a hint. Meditation is the highest form of prayer, so you're still praying. But you know, pray for each other and meditate and visualize good things happening to both of you, not just your selfish, but to, but to both of you, all right? So make sure spiritually you guys come together. Second thing that I'm going to say is physically exercise together. And I ain't just talking about pulling your panties off, uh, you know, somebody gave you $2, now your drawers on the ground. I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is go take long walks, go ride bikes, go hiking, go to the gym and take the same class. You know, fellas, there's nothing wrong with taking yoga. There's nothing wrong with doing Zumba. Ladies, there's nothing wrong with doing resistance training or lifting weights because, to be honest, you need to mix all of that up anyway. You need to do some resistance and you need to do some strength and some stretching and some conditioning type exercises and cardio. But work out together. Go swimming together. But make sure you can swim because both of y'all start drowning. That's just too many dead people in the pool. You dig? But do things together. Go ride horses together. Go. uh, Now, here's the next thing. Find some hobbies that neither one of you do. You know, fellas, I already can hear it. Baby, come on, let's go hit some golf balls, fool. That is not fun for her. It may be fun for you. It may be fun to her if she's cool with it, good. But go find a hobby neither one of you does, like painting. Uh, Go take a pottery class. Start uh, bird watching. You know, I I love to see some black people. Was that a bird? Damn, that was a bird. Anyway, but to go bird, you know, that's just a hobby. I, I can just see it now. It's some brother wearing some tidy whities with some little, little khaki shorts on. But I'm a bird watcher and I'm black. <laughs> Sorry to offend you, bro. Sorry to offend you. But you get my drift. Get some hobbies that most people don't have or wouldn't have together. Uh, some of you going, let's travel. You're too damn broke to travel. So get in the car, take a road trip, go find the world's largest ball of yarn or the biggest paper clip or whatever. But do something that involves both of you having experiences that you have never had before. Now, I know of some people, I don't know what's going on with people jumping out of airplanes, but have you lost your damn mind? Everybody I know wants to jump out of a plane. If I jump out of a plane, I promise you it's a lot of black smoke coming off the tail end of that plane. I am not jumping out of no plane. But for those of you that are crazy enough to do it, have at it. But create new memories together with something that you do on a routine basis, salsa dancing, uh, you know, just something like that. Now, the fourth thing that I'm going to suggest that you do, is change your lifestyle. 
if you live together, or even if you don't, some habits that you can help each other be accountable to. Like, let's say, for instance, both of you smoke. Ooh, that's a stinky car, two smoking people in a car. And if you smoke, don't write me no letters, because I'm telling you right now, you're killing yourself, and if you got little children, you ought to be shaming yourself. But be, get something that's going to make your life better. Stop drinking. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with having a cocktail or beverage, but I'm talking about those of you that can put down a six-pack by yourself, you know, those of you that can finish a pint of liquor, God forbid, anything larger by yourself, you really have a problem. So if you have a mate that's an enabler, both of you can say, you know what, baby, I'm tired of you throwing up in my car and me peeing on myself. Let's just both stop drinking, right? Or stop smoking. Stop if you know for a fact that you are so overweight when you look back at your shadow, it's sitting on the wall holding the thing up to my, hang on, dog, I can't keep going. You know, if you're so big, your shadow gets tired or, or you know that you weigh uh, 100 pounds more, 50 pounds more than you should, uh, try to live longer so both of you can make that lifestyle change. Another thing, let's just say your house is nasty as hell. Both of y'all clean up each other's house or clean up the house. Uh, you know, but find something you can do that gives you a better quality of life together. All right? And then here's the fifth one. Fulfill unfulfilled goals, desires, hopes, dreams. Here's what I mean by that. Go back to school. She may want to be a nurse. You may want to be a chef. She may want to be a police officer. You may want to be a ballerina. Well, brother, no, because some of you brothers just would not look right in tights. So let's throw that one out. My producer is really laughing right now. You haven't ever seen, you ought to see that thing with uh, Deacon Jones where they played this joke on this. That's his brother that played ball back in the day, and they told him to go to a restaurant. It was a cop. They were doing a commercial, and they told him to, they sent him a pink ballerina outfit with a pink tutu. This fool shows up at a Chinese restaurant wearing that. It's funny as hell. Anyway, but, you know, find something in life that years ago you and your significant other both had visions for your life or goals that you put on the shelf either because you were dealing with babies, you didn't have the money, you didn't have the time, your parents couldn't afford to support your vision, but do that. So those are the five things. If you missed them, again, the show is recorded. You can always play this back. Now, going to this next thing, do not and some of y'all are good at this, so I know I'm just going to give you some advice that is going to be kind of close to home. But here's what I mean by it. Do not be afraid to give an ultimatum to somebody. Now, here's what I mean. You go, Doc, how the hell is that making us get closer? Real simple. You're helping your partner to be accountable to the things that made be creating the cycle of dysfunction in your relationship. So let's say your your partner drinks too much. Or they don't they don't drink all the time, but when they do it's a problem. Or they smoke or they smoke pot or they have a bad temper. 
give somebody an ultimatum and say, you know what, I love you, but I don't think this relationship can continue if you don't get a grip on your temper or your mouth or your drinking or your smoking or your spending. And, as you know, people, here's the problem with that. When you say that to somebody and they call your bluff and you don't do nothing but get mad, cuss them out, don't talk to them for two or three days, next thing you know, you're back in the bed, you know, having sex with them, you, you're an enabler. All you are is a masquerading enabler. You're playing like that you really are committed to helping this person evolve and fixing your relationship when, in fact, you're part of the doggone problem, okay? And then uh, avoid uh, acting in ways where you just are trying to accommodate somebody. Man, this thing is about getting in touch with each other. And both of you individually sitting down and saying, you know, let me be a man and own mine. Let me admit, okay, baby, you know, I am going right after work to go sit at a bar and listen to a bunch of guys lie or live in the past. And, they, you know, those guys don't have a wife at home. Dude, you do. Take your behind home and grow up. And stop turning up. If you can't, let me tell you, and this is especially for my men out there. This is for the men. Brother, you are the head of your family. Whatever you do, you cannot get mad at your woman for following your sorry lead. So if you go to places and you want to, the minute you get around your friends, now all of a sudden the crowd comes first, not your wife. It's no wonder you're having problems. Ladies, don't you get the point at him. The same damn thing applies to you. You can't get around your family members or your sorority sisters or your girlfriends, and all of a sudden now you've turned into we the women against the men, and you one of the men, and you ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? That that just ain't going to work. So get in touch with the reality of how you're contributing to this problem. And if God forbid if both y'all are ignorant enough to where now she's paired up with a bunch of chicken heads and you found uh, paired up with a bunch of idiots and the two of you are now men against the women, family against the family, that is just plain stupid. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Now, here's another one. Be curious and stop going, well, how is your day? And actually sit down and say, tell me about your day. And really listen. Think about it like this. Before she gave you some, you would sit there and act like whatever she said was interesting. Ooh, you know what? And and she put some uh, honey blonde in my eye. You like it? Oh, yeah, baby, that looks good. Now you don't care. You're just glad the woman got had. A woman got on a doggone wig, crooked. Uh, how's my hair look? Oh, you look all right. The woman got the wig on backwards. The part that's supposed to be over the ears in the front of her head looks like she got three eyebrows, but you think she looks okay. Are you kidding me? Actually take the time to really listen. If, and, and if your man works in, I don't care if he's digging ditches or he's a VP at a company, his secretary is going to listen to him while he orders pizza. Y'all put that together. You'll figure it out later. You need to be the secretary, and you need to be the one coming to his office with no panties on, and you need to be the one doing certain favors for your man while he's at lunch. And you already know what I'm talking about. In case you did not tell your kid to leave the room, I don't want your child going, Mama, 
Did that man say, don't wear my panties? Now you got a three-year-old handing you her drawers or something. No, no, that's your fault. I told you to get rid of the kids. But you need to always do the things you did when you were dating so this person can stop thinking that it's the same old you again. And, and ladies, I'm not trying to be funny. I, I just got to say this. If your drawers don't match, or the elastic is about gone, go buy you some new underwear because what you're wearing probably is either ugly or doesn't fit you anymore. And, fellas, same thing for you. Your jaws are not supposed to look like a flag that was hanging over a battlefield with holes in them, like somebody had been taking cannons and shotguns, blasting holes in your drawers. Go buy yourself some new underwear. Your woman should not always be buying your socks and drawers like you five years old. And another thing, gentlemen, I don't care if you're blue-collar, white-collar, go get a professional haircut and quit cutting your own hair unless you're just really good at it. Now, some brothers can hook themselves up. I can hook me up, but I still can't do it the way my barber can do it. You know, so go in. And, ladies, same thing for you. Now, here's the deal. I understand you're saying, Dr. D, y'all up in my wallet. Now, how you know I got the money to do that? Here's what you do. You go take your woman to the beauty school. Tell the the manager or whatever, say, I want one of your best advanced students to do my wife's hair. And you and your wife discuss what you both think looks good on her. Because if she come back where looking like Rihanna on a budget, where she's shaved off the side of her head and the other half is weaved, I understand. That just looks weird to me. But, you know, it ain't me. So, boo, don't like me. I don't have to like your hair. I'm not your man. But the point I'm making is, fellas, be a participant. That way your woman knows you are showing an interest in how she looks. Because you were showing that you were all up in Victoria's Secret, picking out panties, sitting there looking like a pervert, smiling, and the clerk looking at you like they wondering if they should call security or not when you were dating her. So go back to being that pervert. Uh, well, not that pervert, but you know what I'm saying. Show some interest. Uh, another thing, when stuff is stressful, please hear what I'm going to tell you. Do not get up in each other's face. Stand at a 45-degree angle or side to side a little bit and talk in a low voice to your wife. You know, like two two ladies or men that's out at a mixer somewhere standing up talking. You know, just talk. Be curious. Be uh, willing when your partner says something about something they don't like. Don't get mad. Just say, well, baby, you know what? I understand. When I do that, that is kind of jacked up. Just, you know, because when people know that you're on their side, it makes them want to be on your side, too. You know, reciprocity gets involved at that point. Another thing, if if you really want to fix this broken relationship, be grateful. You know, nobody has to put up with you. All your little quirks and idiosyncrasies, you write, especially those of you that live together, you remember when y'all would not fart around each other? Now both y'all walking around cutting one and, you know, the kids looking at you like, damn, you know, and your child ain't but three. But stop doing this stuff that 
you used to not do in front of each other. You're on the toilet with the door open. Who does that? That is now. I don't care how long you've been together. You should not. And and before you go in the restroom, bring some tissue with you. Matter of fact, don't be so trifling when you're running out of toilet paper that you don't change the roll or put another roll in there. Nobody wants to have that memory of you, right? So stop and be grateful that, you know, I can ask you to stop and bring me something to eat and you do it. Be grateful that somebody can really tell you um, that doesn't look good on you. Don't get mad at them because if they're telling you it doesn't look good, chances are you look crazy as hell. So be grateful that they didn't let you leave that out. You know, one of the things that just really gets to me is when your clothes look like they belong to your little sister or to your parents, and what I mean by that is some sister, if you're wearing a 16, you have no business walking around with your stomach out, especially if it's hanging over your belt or hanging over your button or whatever. And, fellas, when you put on that medium shirt, you know that medium, small medium shirt, trying to look like you got some muscles and your arms look like a little boy's shoulders and arms, not a good look, fella. You need to be in shape to wear that. And those of you gentlemen that are in shape, quit wearing that tight stuff looking like Bishop Eddie Long on a budget. Okay, stop it, because that's just not a good look. I don't know why in the hell I said that, and now I cannot get that picture out of my head. Help me, Lord. But the point is, do not look like you are going to aspire to be on the Walmart shoppers' pictures on YouTube. Think about your presentation and be grateful that this person loves you despite your partial in your mouth, despite the fact that you need to shave your pubic hair and it's look like you got a little afro going down there or whatever, that they don't mind you burping and farting. Because really, you need to stop all of that. That's probably why you keep turning each other off. But the fact that someone will put up with you after all of that, you need to be grateful. Now, here's some proactive stuff you can do. Ladies, gentlemen, if you have if you've been taking care of your health, and even if you haven't, you know, like if both of y'all kind of need to go to the gym, you can do this. You know I'm setting this up. This has to be good, right? If both of you guys are proportionately overweight, underweight, you can do this. And if you both sexy as hell, you can really do this. Sleep naked. That's right. Get in the bed. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you something. There have been studies and surveys. Let me get my data right because who did this? I, I want to make sure. Uh, I think it was Today Magazine or USA Today or somebody did a survey. But bottom line is couples who sleep naked have more satisfaction in their sex life than couples who do not sleep naked. So just by – oh, let me, let's, let's clarify this too. Go take a bath before you get in the bed naked. Don't be getting in the bed naked and you done done number two and you ain't had no bath. That's just, you know, you know I don't care if you have brown sheets or, or leopard-looking sheets. I, that's nasty. Wash your butt before you get in the bed. However, if you have taken a bath, and for you people that are over 60, put you on some baby powder. I don't know what it is about y'all in some baby powder with your country at Never mind. But the point I'm making is sleep naked. 
And if you reach over there and touch your mate, cuddle up to him. You may not be having intercourse, but at least you can copy a feel or two. You know what I'm saying? And ain't no telling what might happen, you know, especially if you've been taking care of your health and you're kind of sexy. You know, you might just accidentally throw the covers off yourself in the morning or in the middle of the night. And, you know, somebody that's still looking at TV may look over there at you. Next thing, you got your little something, something going on, and you can release some endorphins and replace some of that. You remember I said your hippocampus with all of those routine memories of stupid stuff? You could have some new memories of damn, baby. You know what you did the other day? Let's try to round to that. Let's rewind that. You get me? So. Naked ain't going to hurt nobody. And here's something for you ladies. Okay, I'm going to go there. My producers are giving me the sign, like, what the hell is he going to (laughs) say? This is going to be good. Fellas, there are times when you are not sexy. So I'm going to start with the men so the women don't write me a letter. Bro, if you look like you're about three to six months pregnant, You might want to get you a robe. You know what made Barry White sexy? He was always covered up. Even when he had his hair in a perm, he was still covered up. Don't be running around with your belly hanging out, man, with some two little drawers on. That's just not a good look, especially if you built kind of funny. You know, don't do that, dude. Just get you a nice robe and, you know, and go invest some money. Get you a nice silk robe, something nice. Put that on. Make sure you've had a bath. Your woman may look at your, look at all of that and, and and look at you and actually find you stimulating, especially if you are charismatic and invest in some quality cologne, dude. I'm going to tell you, I have a cologne collection. Yes, I got hooked up by the dude that comes by the barbershop, but my cologne ain't fake. But if I was dumb enough to pay full value for it, it'd be worth like $1,500. I've got everything from Prada to Versace to Gucci, you name it, I've got it. And no, I did not pay full price. I ain't that stupid. But you should invest in some quality cologne, dude. Get a haircut, keep your nails done, and fellas, do your feet. You can do all of this, but if your feet look like you've been in a Fred Flintstone break car stopping contest with Shaka Zulu, if your feet can actually scratch somebody, you probably need to go get a pedicure. And and remember, the Chinese woman is just trying to make a living. Don't scare the hell out of her. Hook your feet up a little bit before you go in there because if your ankles and feet look like you have on a pair of gray socks, you probably need to take care of that. And ladies, you know I was coming your way, didn't you? Okay, I'm going to say this. Don't wear nothing that does not flatter your figure. If you know that you had a baby that's now 17 and you still talking about you got baby fat from the baby, that ain't no damn from no damn baby. That's from the barbecue ribs and sweetie pies. You need to cover that up. Nobody wants to see that. I mean, a man may love you, but he ain't trying to look at all that, all that, okay? Get you some lingerie that covers up your tummy and but shows off your cleavage or whatever it is the brother likes. You know, brothers are weird now. Some brothers are off in the elbows, necks, knees, toes. I don't get this toe-sucking thing. That's what your man like. You need to hook your feet up to. As a matter of fact, it is. I think it should be an ordinance in every city on earth for a woman to have bad feet. I saw a woman's heels that looked like they had been in, uh, 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 she'd been like on, what's that show, Survivor? I swear, I, she had feet that would make a self-respecting beast 
look at her and be like, what the hell is that? So, ladies, keep your feet and nails done. I don't and I don't care if you're a big girl or if you're a small girl. Jacked up feet just do not look good on a woman. And so do some ugly corns and toenails. Get, get your feet done, boo. Go, and again, the same place I tell you to go get your hair done, those cosmetology schools, they can do your feet. But remember, those are children and people trying to get a second career. Don't scare the hell out of them with your feet. Do a little something to them before you go, you know, expose that to the public. I'm just saying. Anyway, my point I'm making is when you are in the house and you're dating or especially if you live together, give the other person something to look at that they want to touch, not close their eyes and be acting like, you know, I didn't just see what I just saw. You know, just just don't do it. Now, here's something else I want you to do. Some of the most effective things for making a relationship that was jacked up work is stop living in the past. All the stuff that you both of you did that sucked, just stop it and quit bringing it up. Create new memories. I gave you five things earlier that you could do. Just listen to the show in the archive, and you'll hear that. But just before going to bed, I'm going to give you something like, let's say your budget's totally jacked up. If you can go out without getting mosquitoes to bite you up, or you can go get in the car and take a little ride and just sit in the car with the air conditioning on, uh, you know, just go and look at the stars for a few minutes. You know, cut the damn TV off and get out the house. Leave, go and read a book, get a cup of coffee. Uh, you know, this is one time I'm not going to tell you to drink and drive. Have one glass of wine if you can handle it. If you can't, don't do that. But Or if you are in your house and you got a sitting room or a living room, and I hope you don't have that plastic crap covering your furniture like Andy and them used to have, but go sit and just get a glass of wine light a couple of candles, and just sit back and cut on some music and listen to something. And I ain't talking about no music about nobody getting shot in the damn chest. I mean, some real music, some jazz, some Barry White, some Luther Vandross, some Chris Body. you know, something really beautiful. And just have a moment. And make it a habit to do that, like, at least three times a week. And it doesn't have to be before bedtime. It could be in the middle of the day. But just get out and be around nature and share that with one another. Another thing is when your mate is talking, stop just putting up with it and really give a damn and listen to them. Even if it's a story they done told you 10,000 damn times, when that person is dead, you will be wishing you had him or her around to tell you that same story that at present you're sick of hearing. Trust me, I swear I've seen this a million times, even with my own parents, God rest their souls. This is the big one. You should go to a comedy club every month or go rent something. With all of this stuff like Netflix, uh, uh, Redbox, it doesn't even cost you but $2, man, $3. If you you can't go to the comedy club because you live somewhere where it is, the only comedy club is your drunk-ass uncle or something. Okay, I get it. But go and red box it, flick it, or drive 50 miles or 100 miles and go to a comedy club. 
and just share a, la- a laugh together. You know, I've learned something when I was writing. Oh, by the way, my new book will be out in about two weeks, and it's a waiting list to get that bad boy. So you guys uh, make sure that you send me your emails so we can communicate with you. Uh, just send them to me via Facebook or send them to me uh, on my website so we can put you on that waiting list, and you'll be you'll get an autographed copy or a digital copy or both, whatever. But anyway, share this laugh with each other. Laughter is so important in having a good relationship. Another thing is act like you appreciate this person. You know, everybody has different love languages. You know, some people like acts of service, other people like gifts, other people like quality time, other people like words of affirmation, some people like physical touch. Okay, all of that. You know the five love language thing. But the thing that I'm saying to you is whatever that person's love language is, and you see it by how they treat people they care about, that's probably their love language. So give it to them. You know, tell them, you know, thank you for folding and ironing my shirts, babe. I know you don't have to do that. You're not my maid. Tell your man, thank you for opening the door for me or for buying my gas or, you know, thank you for taking me to dinner. Even if you're married, you can still do that. It doesn't hurt you. And and the best and coolest way to do this is to mail your spouse a card. Some of y'all don't open the mail. If you're like me, you don't never check the mailbox. But, you know, put a sticky note on the card dashboard, uh, you know, on the bathroom mirror. Come by the office. Like I said, ladies, you can just, I'm going to tell you, the best thing in the world is don't wear no drawers. Your man will appreciate that, especially if you kind of let him know you don't have a moan when he really could use a boost in his day to make his day. Uh, And, fellas, for you, you're not wearing no drawers. really ain't cute, especially if you got them old man nuts or nothing. So don't do that. But what you can do, dude, is fold the clothes. Offer to watch the kids while your woman gets some rest or runs to the mall or gets a chance to just sit back and read a book and not be bothered with your children that she gave birth to for your butt or her children that she had and you married her anyway. But you were a break, man. Help her out. Big thing, flirt with your woman and your man. Stop waiting. Come out. Tyrone, you just ain't you you just ain't romantic no more. Girlfriend, let me tell you, one of the best things in the world that God gave us in sex is called fellatio. I, I hope your kids aren't in the room, but I'll just say the initials. One starts with a B and the other one starts with a J. You know what I'm saying? Uh do that for your man and fellas, it does not hurt for you to even not so much reciprocate that, but initiate that for your woman. Conolingus is a wonderful thing from a man to a woman. But flirt, touch, and and give them a kiss every now and then. You know, kiss them, touch them, put your arms around the waist and hug them. And if that's not your thing, make it your doggone thing. You should at least, uh, you know, just once a week or so, you should just kind of just give somebody a, a real hug or some great sex that is selfish sex for them, where they don't have to do nothing back to you but sit and enjoy it. Now, the big one. This is the hard one, 
because a lot of you all just will not be able to do this with ease. And I understand it, and, and I'm trying to figure out some treatment for some of you because to just do this will almost kill a lot of you. Cut off your damn cell phone. That's right. Cut off your cell phone. Get off of Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn, you know, leave the gadgets. Switch your whatchamacallit off. You do not, sometimes, you know what, you should leave the house, both of you, and you, one of you should just take the phones. Now, I get it. If you're a doctor and you're on call, you're a nurse, you're on call, I get it. You need to have your stuff. You're CEO of a company. I get it. You need to have your stuff. However, even if those are the circumstances and demographics, just cut it off for a minute. You do not need it going to the movies. You do not need that if you're going to be out on a date. You do not need that if you are going to have that moment that you need to share with each other on a frequent basis. Now, let's do some housekeeping real quick because I know you're about tired of hearing me talk. But everything I just gave you, if you do these things, you will spare your relationship from tanking and going down the toilet. I think that it is incumbent upon all of us to expect more and do better when it comes to relationships. So with that said, I have a new book coming out. Uh, My best-selling book, Break Up, Don't Break Down, was a real hit. But this new one is off the chain. I mean, the book is so good, I'm reading it going, damn, this is good. But it's called No More Tears. Um, You will be able to pre-order that book. Uh, but if you again, you contact me via Facebook because Twitter, I don't even get it. I just, I my people take care of Twitter. We just started doing Instagram after everybody begged me to do it. But if you do that or contact me through the website, we'll put you on the list. And here's what we're going to do we're going to give away a free excerpt of that book. And the excerpt alone is enough to make you go, damn, you know, I need to get this. So, uh, it, it is a game changer. It's a game changer for people that are trying to get over a broken heart. It's a game changer for those of you that are empty nesters or just got a divorce after 10, 15, 20 years of marriage or, God forbid, you're a widow. It's a game changer for those of you that don't know how to date or how to really have um, how to get things cracking in your life because you just keep – recycling the same crap with different people. This book is, man, you need this book. Um, The other thing, go to Facebook. Make sure it's Dr. B. Yvonne, but I know some of y'all go, Ivan B. Ivan Young, and hit the like button, okay? It says D. Yvonne Young, public figure, or you can hit follow on on the personal page. And what else do I need to tell you? Oh, 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 last thing. This is real important. Couples that make it and that last touch for no reason what the hell soever. And I ain't talking about like strangling nobody. I mean, you know, just a pat on the back, a hug, grab them somewhere, you know, inappropriate. Well, it's appropriate for you. It's inappropriate for somebody else to do it. But couples that just touch and laugh and pray together are the ones that stay together. Now, with all of that said, I want to play something very special. Um, 
it's by a buddy of mine who's doing. He's he's coming out with a new tour. As I mean, I think he's on tour to play now. His name is Mr. Tony Terry, and I want to dedicate this song to you guys. Uh, so don't don't go and cut everything off and start trying to, you know, play. Uh, play. As a matter of fact, let's just do two of them. Can we do two of them since we're going to go over tonight? We're not going to go off the air the way we typically do. I want you to listen to both of these songs. So one of these is old school, one of these is new school, but I'm dedicating this to you in hopes that if you aren't even in a relationship with somebody, the first person you need to have a good relationship is with who? You. Now, let me give you a number uh, so you can get some testing done. You can call my office. The number is 877-508-2025. I'm going to repeat that. 877-508-2025. Hit extension 102. There are two tests you need to take. One is called an MBTI Form Q, and it helps you to understand your personality type. It will help you to understand how other people perceive you, the blind spots in your personality that cause you to miscommunicate with people or people that, like, not understand you or for you to better understand, okay, well, this is just me. So you really need to know who you are because until you know you, how in the hell are you going to know somebody else, right? The other thing is how do you have a conflict because I don't care who you deal with, how long you deal with them, conflict is going to be an issue. So you need to take that TKI, and you have to be licensed to give those tests. I am. And the tests, I'm going to tell you so you don't get sticker shock, it's 116 bucks to take those tests. So if you want to take those tests, you can do it. I will waive the fee, the interpretation for the first session is typically. I'll waive that if you, uh, when you call an office, say that, you know, I heard about this. Uh, or you can say when someone from my staff calls you, or I call you back. You know, I heard this on Dr. Young's show. He said he'd waive the fees on that, but I didn't say I'd waive the test fees. You got to pay for those tests. So it's 116 plus tax, but you won't get charged the 215 of getting it interpreted and us having a chat. So I want you to do that because if you're listening to this show right now, God is preparing you for a relationship that's just around the corner, and I want to see you get yours. So two friends of mine, King Malachi of Atlanta, Georgia, and New York, this is for the lovers out there that's 35 and under, and my boy, Mr. Tony Terry. This is for all, for everybody, because I think old school is the best school. So check this out. We'll be right back to go off there. But listen to this. This is some good stuff. And pay attention to the words in these songs. When they're over, I'll be right back. Baby, you love. Right rhymes to reduce the pain The affection of a woman that is my cocaine 
high body sometimes, but it's not a drug. It's just the way that I feel when you're giving me love. Drink you in a styrofoam cup. Everything slowed down, but I'm not screwed up. Heal up, wheel up, bring it back, come rewind. We need to make love, baby, one more time. Pray for the day that you say I do. I lie to my homie when I do need you. So smooth, me so rude when I first met you. Speak game at you. King Malachi, at that time wasn't in my right mind, had a nigga my state, whole nother name but you still saw beauty, making up a king, doing my duty, rock movies in due time, the pleasure's all mine, I wanna see you draped in jewels, keep your tailored like Amber Rose, one day you're gonna see us in that drop top rose, I exposed a few of my goals, cause you really touched my soul, And usual and super sexy But it ended broken hearted faster than it ever started I still love her to this day if she would only let me Yes, we were the best of friends, whatever happened I am asking you this now to see some out If I could rekindle the passion But you sit and laughing I never took the action all the time to realize That I was just too busy rapping And I am sorry, I wish I could say goodbye The only woman in my life beside my mom that made me cry I broke it off with you around the time that Oprah died But every time I think of you, it's me that dies the most inside Oh well, man Guess that's how it goes When you trade in your woman to mess around with these hoes Hacking self is overzealous in your heart it froze But baby seems that you love the only one I'll ever know I wonder 